All right. Hey, good morning. Hey. How you doing? Thank you, Tom and Steve, for creating the, the special breakfast calzones. Oh, Those yeah. are great. Thanks for keeping us fed all semester. We, we really appreciate that. Yes, we do. And this is our last minute success for the semester. Last one. So we're covering habit seven. And then I know all of us will probably mourn this morning for the rest until the next session of Men of Success starts after January. So if you have any book ideas, feel free to email, email those to us, uh, write them down, send them to us, and then we'll let you guys know the date and then what book we're going to do before we start this next semester some of them, uh, Some of you guys have been doing that already. We really appreciate it. Yes, for yeah. sure. Hop on pop, though. We, we decided that's, <laughs> that's not the one we want. Oh. Didn't quite make the cut. Hopefully, There's no chapters. We think we think and hope the Chiefs will still be playing uh, when we start up again. Yeah, because they're doing they're doing mighty good. Number fifteen is some amazing kid, isn't he? Patrick He's, Mahomes. He does decently well mm. compared to other quarterbacks. Then we had the first. Uh, we had the real kickoff of the college basketball uh, season last night with the Champions Classic and Chick. Chicago, and in the first game there, I don't know who won the second between Duke and Kentucky, but KU spanked Michigan State, although it got really close at the end. Did you guys watch that? Some of you? Got a little scary. Any K-State fans like the outcome of that game? I see a couple of clapping. Bill, I saw you clapping. That's yeah. Les, you too? All right, you're, you're on board. And then uh, don't quite know about all the election returns, know about some of them, but we do know that Bill Ripon of our church uh, became Shawnee County Commissioner. This is him this week reading Hop on Pop to his grandson who had come from Washington State to see him win. So maybe Bill, we should do that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's been the Parks Commissioner or something uh, for a number of years here in Topeka. He's a good guy. His wife, Julie, plays piano for us sometimes. So... Congratulations to uh, Bill. Perfect. Hopefully everybody got out, exercised their, their civic duty yesterday or did it early at some point. Um, and then as we jump into the seven habits, we are going to do it a little bit differently. We're actually going to jump right into the seventh habit, and then we're going to go and review the rest. Sharpen the saw. So this is the one on the outside, the outside ring. You can see it up there where this kind of wraps up the, the private victory, one, two, and three, and then the public victory of habits four, five, and six. I so want you talk to us a little bit about this. He says this is personal PC, which reminded me, I just picked this picture from like yeah. week three or something. PC, remember, stands for production capability yes and but then, explain this to us would you this personal pc stuff yeah this is something that we all need because remember when we talked about p and pc the production production capability the the golden eggs and the goose so the eggs would be the production the goose would have been the production capability so as we think about this and how it applies to habit seven I'm sure you guys have heard this, this parable or this story before. Have you got two guys in the woods who are in an, a tree-chopping-down competition? 
You got these two guys, they're going, there's a certain amount of trees to see who can cut down these trees the fastest. And so one guy, he's just a big burly guy. He goes and he just starts whacking away at these trees, cutting trees down. And then you've got the other guy who doesn't start immediately just kind of going he-man and cutting trees down. But he, he sits back and he's sharpening the saw, giving it some time while the other guy is just expending all kinds of effort. And then after he has his sharp axe, then he goes and starts cutting down the trees. And lo and behold, the one who waited, the one who sharpened his, his axe is the one who actually won the competition. And so this is about taking care of ourselves. This is about sharpening our axe of life. Okay, and so he, he says the way to sharpen our axe is that there's four dimensions of our sort of life that we need to focus on. Yeah, and these are, these are ones that we're all familiar with. The, the physical, the physical body, what, what do we do with that? Nutrition, exercise, mental, spiritual, and then the social, emotional side of life. And what, where he's going to go is we're going to dive into each of these four quadrants, each of these four uh, parts of our life and see how we can renew, how we can sharpen each of these areas, and then how they help us accomplish the other six, how they help us kind of lead an effective life in that. So I'm thinking, I'm just looking at myself and looking at you and thinking maybe you ought to cover the physical. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, you, you've played basketball for longer. You could probably dunk on me at this that point. That was past still. 10. <laughs> yeah, with, if I have a ladder. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. No, but uh, yeah, so why this, don't you talk to us about the physical? Yeah, the, the physical one is something that we all know is important, but sometimes we don't act out the importance of that. So exactly. there's stuff that just gets in the way. I know before our Gabby and I's daughter Ayla was born, I was going to the gym three or four days a week in the mornings, and it was terrific. It was great. And I was working out with Wes for a while and then and then a couple of other guys and then Ayla was born and I didn't go to the gym for probably three months and I'm just like oh my goodness what is happening I know that this is important but at the same time I'm valuing sleep <laughs> that's very important as well and so I chose sleep over working out and sometimes as we go throughout our lives we can put other things ahead of working out. We can put other things ahead of keeping up in physical shape. And as you guys know, when we lack in physical conditioning, whether it's the cardio side, whether it's the strength side, whether it's the flexibility side, whenever we neglect any of those three areas, bad things happen to our bodies. You know, getting old, bad things are going to happen to our bodies anyway as things start to break down, but they happen much more quickly when we don't take care of ourselves physically, when we're not eating the foods we should be eating, when we're not exercising the way that we need to. And so the encouragement for the physical side is to do it somehow, some way. Some of you have jobs where the physical side is no problem because your job just requires that physical energy on a daily basis. But some of us don't have jobs like that, and so you have to find another way and carve out time to make it happen. Now, what about this, this next area? Next area is the yes. spiritual The spiritual area. one. Yeah. That's why Jim is taking yeah. this, not me. <laughs> You're the more spiritual person. That's a bunch of <laughs> hooey. Um, so spiritual... So, you know, this is a book you're going, what's he going to say about spiritual? This is not a Christian book. I mean, he is a Mormon. 
But he is honest enough in here to say, you know, part for him, spiritual includes uh, daily meditation on the Bible, which is really cool. But he does, he does use the word spiritual the way the public uses the word spiritual and that. So, so it includes, say, listening to classical music. It includes uh, going to the beach, taking time off and considering your life. And, but it includes all of those things. In fact, they're listed here on the screen, maybe too small for you to see, under the label SQ for spiritual quotient. Yeah. Value clarification, where you think about your values and your commitment to those values, study, and meditation. So um, he would just say you need to consider the inside of yourself and remember that the big deal for him, this whole book, is that success is inside out rather than outside in. So he loves talking about the spirituals. So, um, you know, I find what Mark led on Sunday night, he led a, a concert of prayer. I know most of you weren't there, but, you know, more. Uh, he quotes Martin Luther as saying, I'm so busy, I need to spend extra time in prayer today. So, you know, this is things like committing yourself to pray, not just shooting up flare prayers, you know, which is what most of us do, but stopping and actually having a time of prayer, reading the Bible. Of course, you guys are coming here at O'Dark 30 in the morning. That's a, that's a spiritual thing. So I don't need to say more about this. We all know what spiritual is, and uh, we all need to do it like physical. Yeah. Now here's the next one he has is, is the mental side. And this is about exercising our brain. This is about creating... <clears throat> creating different situations and experiences to where our brain muscles are actually growing and stretching. So this would be the opposite of watching Netflix for 10 hours for most shows. This would be the opposite of sitting down and playing video games all day. This is the opposite of just having entertainment be the main thing that floods our minds. And so when he talks about the mental, he talks about reading. So being here and going through these series, and for, the, for those of you who have been coming for a couple of years, going through the different books, that's a way through reading, through listening, through learning, that we actually exercise our brains and keep our minds sharp so that we can do those other six habits well. It also includes planning well. Maybe it's planning at your job. Maybe it's planning for a vacation at home. Maybe it's just planning how you're going to exercise or planning how you're going to pray and get into the word on a regular basis. The planning process actually exercises our brains. And then some of you, like me, you know, sometimes you like to write a little bit. Maybe it's creative writing. Maybe it's poetry. Maybe it's prose. Maybe it's nonfiction. Maybe it's just jotting down notes or journaling or something like that. Those are things that require our brains to think, that require our brains to be exercised, and then it even goes the next step of putting it down on paper, which helps us remember things, help us, helps us to engage our minds. And this is something that I know you love to do, something that I love to do, and I think something that all of you like to do a lot because you're, you're here, is you love learning. And that's one of the things where I know when I finished high school, my thought was, Psh, I'm done learning. I'm going to school to play football, but <laughs> I'm not really worried about the classes initially. And then realizing, wow, this learning stuff is important. And then finishing college and realizing, even though I don't have an organized class, 
I can still learn. I can still be reading. I can still be developing my mind. Even those, I don't know if you, you like to do these, but I love those books. They're like, they're, they're really short and they have maybe hundred or 200 pages and they have Sudoku puzzles and they have these little riddles and things like that. Stuff you do on the toilet or used to do on the toilet before phones. That was a really cool thing to do. <laughs> now you can just get the app, but you can exercise your mind anywhere and it's a good thing to do. We all need to do it. So with that, social... We used to do those on the toilet before (laughs) phones, before cell phones, which is true, which is unbelievably embarrassingly true. Yes. So, wow. (laughs) And some of us are getting a little bit older, and I'm reminded that, uh, you know, the studies show that if... That if, if, if you do mental stuff later in life, it, it prolongs, you know, you won't get Alzheimer's quite as quick. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And um, social emotional. Talk about this last, this last I will, section. I will. But one more thing is that, you know, isn't it true? Didn't we? I thought once we'd come across the study, the average guy who graduates from high school doesn't read on his own one book the rest of his life. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that amazing? So you guys come here and, and you get jam-fed a book, at least one book every, yeah. Well, let's go. Social, emotional. So remember there, there are these uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, and the first six, he has got, uh, well, one through three includes the physical, spiritual, the mental, basically. Four, five, and six are all about social, emotional. It's working together and so forth. And by the way, let me throw in something for those of you who, who like me, are over 60. Um, I saw this with my dad, and it's a sad thing. A lot of guys, when they get older, especially when they retire, they just they vacuum pack, stay home, watch TV. They no longer are social like they used to. They don't get out. And, and that's... And then they become smaller and smaller, you know, in their soul. And so I just say, um, those of us who, if you're more like me, I tend to be more analytical, more inside myself anyway. It's just really important for us to go. I need to talk with new people every day. I need to focus on friendships. You know, I need to be force myself into social. So the social is all kinds of things. It's, it's deliberately calling up friends and going out to eat lunch and um, coming to places like this, sitting at the table and not being quiet, entering into a discussion, and getting to know other people's names, all that stuff. Service, empathy. Oh, and going, like going on a Haiti trip. I mean, it is out of your comfort zone, but going on one of these missions trips is just life-changing. Empathy, synergy, intrinsic. So that's EQ, emotional quotient. Um, so, um, listen... Um, Here's the great verse in the Bible that captures this. Uh, uh, It's actually a quotation from the Old Testament. The little boy Samuel, when he was young, increased in wisdom and stature and favor God and man. And it quotes the same thing about Jesus in the New Testament at age 12, that uh, this is wisdom, sort of mental, stature, that's physical, and favor with God, that's spiritual, and man, that's social. Yeah, this is, for those of you that don't know, this is also... Kind of the, the key, the guiding verse for our 252 basics, which is oh, yeah. part of our children's department here at the church. And so that's, that's one of the things. And Jason, 
is, is the, the, the front man for that, but that, that's one of the key verses, and, and that's why, because it includes kind of all of life and growing more into Christ-likeness. Okay, so that was pretty simple chapter. So since this is our last session, Derek, I think we ought to review the seven rules right now and just to sort of freshen your memory, and because one of our questions for the table is going to be, which is your favorite and why, okay? Yeah, do you want to do one through three? Okay, I'll do it. So this was his, 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 his sort of weird diagram, and on the bottom, you know, remember he had what's called private victory. You start off as a dependent creature. That's that line at the bottom you can't see very well. You're dependent on your parents, and, and to move up to a place of independence and maturity, you need these three things. Number one was be proactive. Don't go through life going, it's not my fault, or I would, you know, I can't help it. But, but take charge of your life, say, I'm going to quit whining about the things that happened to me. I'm going to make something out of my life. I'm never going to blame my parents, my grandparents, my boss, or anybody else for stuff. I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to take control of things. That's his first law. Number two, begin with the end in mind. This is where he said you need to envision. You don't just float like flotsam and jetsam through life. You need to picture where you want to be in life. It's, it's all mental at this point. Number two is beginning with the end in mind. Where do I want to be? What do I want to accomplish? And, and so it can be something you know, really minor or pedantic. When, it, when I started the seminary that Mark Davidson and I went to, and I loved Hebrew and I loved the Old Testament the first year, and I decided I'd like to win the Hebrew award you know, at the end of my four years. And I, that's a sort of a mental goal you set. And then that moves you to number three, put first things first, which is, which is, this is the physical side where you determine you're going to say no to other things so you can accomplish that mental goal, that number two. And so um, I think when we went through that week, Derek, we said it was a whole lot like the four disciplines of execution. Yeah, yeah. That book that we'd done before that talked about Wigs, wildly important goals. So stop doing the things that are just play, you know, just goofing off, and determine to do those key things that will help you uh, accomplish that end that you had in mind. That's one, two, three. Private victory. I'm now independent, Perfect. and I'll hand it over to you. Now, as an as a fully independent person, because you've conquered. One, two, and three. Now you move from this is you're just living on your own, doing your own thing. You hey, can pay your own bills. Let me, let me run through these. Pictures. Whoa, hey, hey, you're in charge you of your in life. That's number one. <laughs> two, begin with the end in mind. You're for first creation's mental. Number three, second creation is physical. Work the plan. Coming to you with now, you are fully equipped with yeah. one, two, and three, those first three habits. And then we go to habit four, which is think, win, win. This is where you're doing deals, you're making negotiations, you're making plans, and you're thinking not just how can I smash you and how can I win and, and trample over you, but how can we make a deal where I win, I get something positive out of this, but you do too. You don't come out as the loser, you don't come out as the one who suffers, but let's make this deal and let's both make it together or let's not do it. Let, let's, let's pick something else. Let's, let's not make a deal until we can find something that's beneficial for both. And then habit five, this is, remember, seek first to understand, then to be understood. And this is primarily the, the habit about listening. 
being able to listen well, being able to listen empathetically, being able to hear the other person's perspective, being able the best you can to put yourself in their shoes before you present your side, before you try to convince somebody of what you want them to understand about you. And then we go to habit six, which is synergize. So this is kind of wrapping up habits one through five. This is the implementation of it towards becoming interdependent. This is, I'm not just thinking win-win. I'm not just listening well and then, and then explaining myself well. But this is, I've got an idea. You've got an idea. Let's collaborate. Let's work together. Let's appreciate the differences that we have in one another, whether it's relationally, whether it's economically, whether it's uh, mentally or socially or whatever the different ideas are. And let's work together. Let's come together to create a better third solution than either one of us could have come up with on our own. And then when we are in that zone, that's where these relationships are going to thrive. And that's where we become most effective. And then habit seven is the one that we talked about where we are sharpening the saw. We are working on ourselves. We are improving in those four different areas. And then we continue the process all over again and we, we keep growing. It's really a well done. I mean, you can see why Covey's book, it's, what's it been, 25 years ago now, you know, is, was really groundbreaking because it just didn't sound like the typical success book. And, and I'm glad for some of you who suggested Instead of doing a book a week, why don't we, you know, slow down and do, you know, Stephen Covey's great book. So yeah, that was great. We just did it. Um, the, the group discussion starters that you and I concluded were, uh, what do you need to do? This is back to chapter seven to improve your PQ, physical quotient. I know exactly what I need to do. Your spiritual quotient, your uh, mental, your IQ and your emotional quotient. What specifics do you need to do? Share those. Number two, which of these saw sharpeners will you make it your goal to do by the end of this week? Okay? And number three, which of the seven laws is your favorite and why? Perfect. Love them. Let's, let's pray. This has been a, a terrific semester. And like I said at the beginning, we'll let you guys know. We'll send it out once we have the content for the next semester as well as the start date for next semester. It'll be sometime... Uh, probably early to mid January is to, when we typically start up again. We don't but, take it. We don't take it lightly that you guys get up early and come out because it's hard enough for us. So yes, we, thanks we for doing that. It. Yeah. Thank you guys. All right, let's pray. God, thanks for this group of guys and, and those who aren't here this morning. Thank you for their dedication, for their willingness to grow, and and most importantly to develop into your likeness, develop into your character. Help us each to do that more. Help us uh, to build relationships with one another as we go on and help us to continue to sharpen the saw, to take these principles seriously and to see that you actually value these principles. These are, these are things that we can see proven in your word. Thank you for that, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.